Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Caesar and the Wise Guy Podcast. We're at episode 29. My name is Caesar. And this is the wise guy over here. Hey, yo. Hey, you guys thought we disappeared, but we're here. Just to let you guys know, a lot of things changed. Our last podcast, which was like six, seven months ago, back in July of 2021, I just had a kid, a lot of investment in the new kid. You know, I got two kids now. So uh, a lot of dedication when it comes to that. Yeah, I had COVID. Mike, the wise guy, had COVID. A lot of things going on. But, you know, we always have this podcast in the back of our minds. We know we have some listeners out there. So we're not going to just disappear completely. We're going to get back to things slowly but surely because, you know, we we know we have it. And as we hear you guys, we've heard your positive feedback. It's motivational. And we want to continue doing this thing because we know we feel we have something. So we want to. And we are survivors. We appreciate the feedback, (laughs) too. Thank you, fans. But don't forget, Caesar and the wise guy, we do sports. And that's what we're here to talk about coming up is the super bowl super so, bowl 56 yeah the rams yeah, versus Bengals. we got a lot of things to talk about obviously so baseball stuff nba so we're gonna get right into this hey hey sees yo caesar and the wise guy always bring some drama don't forget <laughs> we always we always bring drama so if we're gonna get right into football before we go into this Super Bowl that everybody's talking about and coming up with, I think we should just get right into the Brian Flores situation. Yeah. Because that's just filled with drama and opinions. Even though I wish my so, 49ers were in a Super Bowl, but hey, I think we have a uh-uh. bright future coming our way. So, um, no, Rams had a chip on their shoulder, took care uh, of that business, and Jimmy Garbage, he's uh, not going to be a 49er anymore. Anyway, we all Brian need that, though. Flores. Brian Flores, he filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL and multiple NFL teams like the Giants and the Broncos and the Dolphins for racial discrimination. He took his platform to another level. He said, I don't care about my career as a head coach in the NFL anymore. I'm going to speak out about this because now ever since the Rooney rule came into place where Mm -hmm. you have to even interview a minority for either a head coaching or a GM position or whatever it may be, there's less now that's going to be in the NFL. There's going to be one head coach coming up in the NFL. Granted, there are more GM jobs. What, two? Yeah. But come on, man. And you know what? Roger Goodell. Here we go again with NFL. Roger Goodell. Our very first yeah, I, podcast episode was Roger Goodell talking about absolutely Kaepernick. Come on, he's, now we're talking no, about this. Absolutely. Roger Goodell, <laughs> look, he came out and he said, look, the policies and values of the NFL is no racism and against discrimination. Trying to promote diversity. Yeah, that's yeah, we need stuff. We need to do better yeah. was his big kind of like America. We need to do better. Yeah. You know, and this is not 1993. This isn't four years after the first black head coach in the NFL. This isn't, I mean, we're talking about 2022. We're like 30 year, 30 plus years into this. And here we right. go again. And even Brian yeah. Flores' camp responded with all that garbage from Goodell stating that what he just said was a public relations ploy rather than yeah. a real commitment to change, you know, and it and, always and, is. Yeah. It always is. Yeah. Come on. And and you know what? The but, but the truth of the matter is, is we do need to do better, but we need to actually do it and stop yeah, saying it. I'm action. tired of the apologies, not just from Goodell, but from everyone. I don't care if you're purple with pink polka dots. Yeah. Man, I'm tired of saying I'm sorry and saying this needs to be done, but nobody doing anything mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. something needs to be done. Right. And, Brian and, Flores, and you know who needs to take the most responsibility? It's not the NFL and the commissioner and people like that. That needs to change, make a change. 
It's the owners of these NFL teams. They're the ones who needs to change their perception and they're the ones who needs to make the biggest change. Yeah. And owners paying literally the Dolphins owner offering, and this is just an offer to Brian Flores, the former head coach who was just recently fired by the Dolphins to pay him $100,000 per loss to tank, which opens up a huge new can of worms for the NFL tanking. We all know it's apparent. We all know it happens. It happens in basketball, happens in football. Maybe sometimes it happens in baseball. We all see Major League out there. But this happens when you're offering money. And then Hugh Jackson, which is former head coach of the Browns, he said something similar like that happens and he wasn't necessarily offered money to tank. But he says he has written documents to prove that they could go against his ownership, which could really put a big, big hit on the NFL because there's a lot of things that's messed up. Well, no, he started... He took a step back because that that's a that's a federal lawsuit against Hugh Jackson too if he took money. Mm, right. Do you see what I'm saying? That's why Brian Flores is like, "No, nah, like I'm not even using you in my lawsuit. I'm not using your name. We're nothing alike." Yeah. And then Brian Flores says even if he gets a head coach job, he's still going to continue with this. I mean, which is good because there needs to be a foot put on the neck of these people at the NFL. They need to be some Agreed. accountability, some Agreed. responsibility, because like I said, this isn't 1993, four, where it's only nope. you know a few years removed from the ruling rule. This and is as, something. I, and as horrible as things are today, you know what I'm saying? Like things need to be done because if you're going to take a stand, man, he took a big stance and good for him and God bless him for doing it. Yeah. And he also Moving said, on. no, but I, I was wondering. I want to say this too, that he also said when he tried to interview with the head coaching job for the Broncos, that even John Elway himself came over, hungover, drunk, whatever Disheveled. he was. The yeah. word is disheveled. It's a Yiddish word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To the interview with Brian Flores, knowing that they already hired another head coach, but I think Bill Belichick yeah. told them afterwards, you know, and that's just a slap in the face. I mean, how are you going to conduct this? That they're only doing this to follow the motions. Like, oh, yeah, we need to hire a black head coach. We just got to go through the motions so we can just That's hire correct. They're just going coach. through the interview motions and then. And, let, and let's make this feel comfortable hiring. Right. Before we go on, let's just make this clear before we change subjects here that the NBA is light years ahead of the NFL when it comes to like black head coaches. I mean, how many Mike Tomlins can we have out there? Imagine oh, that times 10. The, more than half the NBA has black right. coaches. Why couldn't, like, you know, well, and, there's and 30 something so. NFL teams, right? Right? Why can at least 40 to 50% be half black head coaches? Think about right. it this way. How many of the players, what percentage of athletes in the NFL are African-American, you know, black athletes? No, agree. You know what I mean? So agree. it's like, it makes sense that we're now in 2022. I could understand in 70s, 80s, 90s. Okay, we're kind of getting away from that. But now that the majority of the NFL players or former players are into the 40s and 50s, now they have the ability to do the exact same thing as any other person of any race, you know? so Absolutely. I agree. Okay. I agree 100% and just actions need to start to be taken and it comes at an ownership level, especially. So anyway, Super Bowl's coming up. I got the Bengals. I love Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They are cool in school. They are just so fun to watch. Jamar Chase doing amazing things as a rookie receiver. Joe Burrow. I mean, they have a connection from coming back from LSU. They're fun to watch. They're such a young team. Two years ago, they had two wins on the season or something like that. (laughs) They were just as bad, if not had a couple of more wins last year. It's awesome to see what they're doing. And even though I'm a Jets fan, I'm still rooting for... Burles. That's your boy right there. What do you think about him? Yeah. Man? What do you think about his second year? I know last year he was injured. And he, he was said injured. it was kind of. So this is yeah. kind of like his rookie year, too. It's fun to watch. And it's fun to know that there are so many young quarterbacks up and coming in the NFL. Gosh, right. Herbert, Burrow, 
Josh yeah. Allen, Mahomes, these young quarterbacks that are going to be there for the next 15 to 20 years that are just yeah. going to be so fun to watch compete. So they got the it factor. They got the whole Drew Brees, Dan Marino type of it factor, the Brett Favre. You can see him at a young age, just like Patrick Mahomes. So even though Mahomes and company lost to Joey Burrow, the Bengals in an unbelievable 21-3 comeback win after they made some adjustments in halftime. So this is why this game is going to be interesting, Super Bowl 56. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's funny when they beat the Chiefs, they were down 11 at halftime. And when they beat them in the regular season, they were down 11 yeah. at halftime, beat them, beat them both times. They're very resilient. They're young. They come back. They know how to make changes. Zach Taylor's a great coach. He knows how to get the best out of his players on offense and defense. Bengals never won a Super Bowl. They've been beat by the Niners, what, two times? But right now, if you ask the question of who's going to win, what team or what city needs it more? You know, I think right now, a lot of people could say, well, since they never won, Cincinnati is very hungry. And the Rams, I think last time they won a Super Bowl was back in 2000. So look at what they went through to get their team together and the money that they spent in free agency and the picks that they gave up just to get everybody. Even Von Miller, the pickup, he didn't have a great regular season, but he's in the postseason and he's an animal. He is the highest percentage pass rusher in the last five yeah. years. Yeah, that's and the Bengals have, a, have an awful offensive line. That's their one real weakness. Yeah, that I that's see. what I was just about to say. So. That's where the game's going to be won or lost. Can the offensive line of the Cincinnati Bengals do their job against the Rams? Because right now you get the, got a good pass rush. You got Vaughn Miller, like you said. You got Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. He's going to be sneaking in through. We know that the offensive line Aaron can Donald's give Aaron Donald's one of the best players in the NFL yeah. ever, hands down. So he's not going to be sneaking. He's just going to be coming after you. And this is what we talked about before this. It started the season. Remember, we had a podcast about this when Matt Stafford got hired as the Rams' new quarterback. <laughs> we were talking about this was a Super Bowl or bust for the Rams. And this is what it's coming yeah. down to. But I didn't really think in the back of my mind that they're really going to make the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. I mean, the Rams. And then actually did. They're only going to take a Super Bowl win right now in L.A. where they're trying to get a lot of new fans because, you know, a lot of the Rams fan base, especially when they went from L.A. back to St. Louis, back to L.A. For about 20 plus years, they lost a lot of fans. New fans that came up, they had a pick. And a lot of times those people in Southern California, they pick the 49ers as their favorite team. That's why you saw the whole Red Sea, you know, the invasion of the faithful, the Niners coming to South right. LA. So I think now that well, the they Rams- they finally got their chip off their shoulder, I'd say, last yeah. week. Yeah. Now That's that the a- Rams are going to the Super Bowl, they're, you know, a lot of bandwagoners are going to switch or whatever LA, you know, kind of yeah. like the Dodgers or the Lakers are going to be pro Rams. But this is going to be a tight game, I think. Uh, my prediction is like, I think you're going for the Bengals. As rarely as I agree with you, I'm going to have to pull for the Bengals as well because they have more of that if factor. I don't trust Stafford with his interceptions. You know, he does sometimes he's a little overly aggressive or he's going to throw like a pick six. He has that okay. in him. As the wise guy, I'm just going to disagree with you then. Oh, come on. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say, not. even though even though I'm picking the Bengals, I'm going to say you're really in your heart rooting for oh, the Rams. This is what I'm because talking you're about. You're a bandwagon fan. <laughs> See, everybody, this is exactly what I'm talking about. You're secretly picking the Rams. I promise Mm. everybody that. (laughs) Hey, but at the same time, if the Rams win, here's the thing. Here's my theory. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Let them get their Super Bowl, right? Let them get their glorified trophies. That's all they care about because they're buying these first round draft picks and that's all they care about winning the Super Bowl. I think that it would actually make my 49ers feel a little bit better because now the 49ers going to be more greedier. Uh We're going to want our trophy. We're going to want our Super Bowl, Super Bowl number six to be exact. Hey. 
And the hey, Rams could just calm. sit back in their little trophy and say, hey, we got calm one. And then down. it's all down here from there for the L.A. Rams. That's my prediction. Calm down. Jimmy G, the garbage man, is going away. And now you have Trey, Trey Lance, Trey baby. Bay. Trey Lance. <laughs> And Trey now Lance. you have Trey Tra- in the, the Bay. The Trey Lance era G begins. going away. <laughs> for the next 17, 18 years, it's a Trey Lance era. All right, mark, let's mark not my make word. this a show about the 49ers and their garbage team because they're not even in the Super Bowl. Anyway, let's go mm-hmm. on. We know our picks. Caesar has the Rams. Wise Guy has the Bengals all day. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Let's just let's go with that. Let's, let's just go, go with into that. The, let's go into the NBA. And you know there's the Wise Guy over here, and I'm pulling it on Caesar all day, baby. We're back. Caesar and the Wise Guy podcast. Catch us on Instagram. Catch us on Twitter. Catch us where you can. We even have a YouTube channel. Let's get into some NBA talk. Man, you know what? Before we get into all that kind of stuff, just want to say my rookie of the year right now is Evan Mobley on the Cavs. He's He's been doing really well, and so have the Cavaliers. And proving that they are a legitimate playoff contender this year. And man, that's a surprise team in itself. That's one of my biggest surprises is the Cavaliers. Because let's go with surprises and people who are like even upsets and stuff like that. But surprises as well. So I'm going to say the Cavs. Evan Mobley is my rookie of the year. Darius Garland. I think he's a reserve for the All-Star game. First time All-Star. Also playing unbelievable this year for the Cavs and and really all these guys carrying them. Kevin Love playing a real leadership role, showing what it's like to be a winner and a champion. All these guys playing a real role. Also another surprise is the Bulls. Even though Lonzo Ball is injured right now, him, Alex Caruso, DeRozan playing at an MVP level. Just the Bulls' consistency together, man, they are surprising. The East, the Eastern Conference, really, really big time. What about you, man? What are your big surprises? Got any disappointments besides Russell Westbrook ruining the Lakers right now? Well, the biggest surprise is the contrast. Let's take four teams, for example. Look at where the Utah Jazz are right now. And then let's look at the Trailblazers. I mean, two contrast teams that kind of went opposite directions in just one year. And look at even the Lakers barely hanging over 500 right now. Who would have thought? Everyone thought at the beginning of the year is going to be Suns, maybe Warriors, because no one really knew the Warriors would be this good. And then the the Lakers. I bleed Nick's blood, and you're talking my language. We were an absolute playoff team last year, and we took two steps back so the Knicks are a disappointment I hate to say it and I bleed the Knicks so yeah Knicks are actually Um, probably doing a little bit better at this point last year too so Kings unfortunately are heading on a downward spiral that's not looking good for them but yeah big surprises are the Cavs and the other huge surprise is how bad the Utah Jazz are looking I know they don't really have the players that they wanted preferably right now but also Mitchell and Gobert aren't really getting along together yeah and that's their two best players those are like all All-Stars, I mean, obviously snubbed at points, you know what I mean? But Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, for them two to not be cohesive and get along, that's like, I don't know what else to tell you if your two best stars aren't getting along. But there's a lot of things to look forward to. And right now, and I've told you this over text, it's coming down to what's going down the line for these playoffs. It's going to be all Warriors, all Suns. Everyone sees them in the the West Championship Conference game. It's like automatic. I would be shocked if it's not the I hate to see it. As much as I hate to say it, I mean, not a huge Warriors fan, but and not even a Suns fan, but like, yeah, those two teams are very, very dominant. Other possibilities of other teams getting it 
like the Mavericks that have possibility, but to play as high of a level basketball as those two teams are playing, I don't see any other teams in the West playing like the Suns and the Warriors right now. Golden State is playing unbelievable basketball with or without Klay Thompson, and then you put him in, and then Wiseman will get put in eventually. And don't forget, put don't forget the rookie Jonathan, Jonathan Kamiga, man, was 19 years old. I mean, can you imagine this guy's already There's showing signs? There's another rookie of the year besides Cade Cunningham and all those great players, but like, yeah, Kamiga. I mean, he's unbelievable. And it's those role players on the Warriors as well that have been helping them play so well. Robinson playing unbelievable defense. And I I mean, just all these players. Yeah, it's just no one saw the year happening the way it is. Poole is a huge surprise. Yeah, but I I mean, I I don't see anybody better than the Suns right now in the West. I see the Warriors as second to the Suns. I see Chris Paul as playing at an MVP level and leading that entire team. Yeah, it's going to be tough. So we're all going to see what's going to happen come playoff time. So let's wait and find out. The East is up for grabs, but I mean, like, you got a lot of good teams. <laughs> you got the Nets if they can get their dumpster fire together. You always got Milwaukee. You got Miami. So there are a lot of teams that are competing right now at the top that are looking good. And then some teams that are approaching that. I'm just going to grab the playoffs like the Hornets are possibly in and, and now the Cavs and like exciting teams like that to watch now. So we still have yeah. a long way to go. It's all star weekend. It's just halfway through the season. Let's get into it a little bit of drama and then kind of move on because Caesar and the wise guy always bringing drama and you know those big hardened Ben Simmons rumors. <laughs> now, first of all, I want to say Daryl Morey has completely overrated Ben Simmons. All you can say about him is he's a great defender. He's 6'10". You know, he doesn't do anything great. So you, that's all you can say about him when you don't like him. Okay. That's yeah, what that'll... you say about a player to boost him up when he's not good. Right. To sell him. Now the Nets are open to a James Harden trade because there's rumors James Harden's going to test free agency and all that at the end of the season. Why would the Sixers also give up more than Ben Simmons for Harden for that Harden and B duo if they can possibly get Harden for free at the end of the season? And, yeah. and Harden isn't an MVP this season. He's still great. Don't get me yeah, wrong. But Harden's not, not happy he's not, over there either. He's not you playing know. great. He's not that happy. Yeah, you know, he he's thought, pissed at Kyrie, you know, Kyrie holding out. And they got Ben Simmons and Kyrie, a lot of things in common as far as not wanting to play or sitting down or whatever the case may be. Sure. It's crazy because, you know, if, you, if this was 1995, these guys would be KD injured, kick, kicked in the butt. <laughs> Kevin Durant injured. So, like, I mean, what could he do? Yeah, so he's like, he, he's unhappy there. He's not happy in Brooklyn. And him and Daryl Morey have a, a long history together on the Rockets. When Daryl Morey was with the Rockets and he played with the Rockets at an all-star level all those yeah. years. Yeah, so, it's not happening. Ben Simmons isn't going anywhere. Harden isn't going anywhere. It's just not, I don't see anything like that happening, to be quite honest You don't see you. the trade happening? Well, Steve nah. Kerr, no, Nash, Nash came out. Yeah, Steve Nash, <laughs> excuse me. He was saying publicly that there's not going to be a hardened trade. If he knows, then he might know some things. So he's head coach. But who knows? I, I mean, those are all blindsided. They say there is going to be one before trade deadline. We'll see. I don't know if anybody's going to give up a lot for Ben Simmons before trade deadline. Just me being honest. And I don't think the Sixers really care because look how well they're doing without him. Right. Anyway. 
I heard Bronny and LeBron, they want to play together in the same team before, <laughs> yeah. right before LeBron retires. I'm we'll looking see forward. if he even makes it to the NBA who picks him. We'll so see. What round? I'm sure his father has a little pull. It's good to know somebody. That's all I'm saying. There you so go. If you know LeBron James, it's not too bad. Not too shit. I think he knows his dad just a little bit. Yeah, you're right. A little bit. He's got some sort of connection with him. Some, so, some type anyway. of connection. Yeah. Let's, let's do something we haven't talked about in a long time, season. <laughs> yes. Oh. Where is baseball? Let's, let's go into some baseball. It is not baseball season. It is the, I'm going to say maybe the, we shouldn't talk about baseball and lock this out. It is but, the lockout version of the baseball. Lockout version. Yeah. I think, is, I think after just a lot of talking, out, a lot of talking and no action is pretty much what it is. It's a big middle finger in each other's faces from the MLBPA and MLB is what it is. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, exactly. Because they just can't get their, you know what, together. I mean, it's just a big argument. They need federally mediators to get involved. Yeah, in they hired like a, a federal mediator basically they feel it's the best route to break the deadlock with the mlb players association they rejected mlb's request for a mediator sure. to, to negotiate so a lot of head bunny and i don't really foresee the season starting on time i know they're trying to accelerate this and that was a problem manfred and company you know as he initially stated when the lockout began all oh, this mm-hmm. discusses so we could hash things out that way just in time for spring training and, and for the season and by then we'll figure this out and keep in mind what happened in december it was like christmas and New Year's all month long. You know, everyone's sitting on their couch, relaxing. Yeah, you know, we'll wait till next year, January, and then we'll start talking. And guess what happened? You know, a lot of ideas come to the table. A lot of people had a chance to sit back and think about what they wanted to say. So I'm pretty sure they put a lot of good things together. You allow more time like that, a lot more thinking going into the procedures. You're going to get a lot more fire back. You're going to get a lot more disapproval, disagreements. And it's a whole head session, you know, back and forth. So I would definitely be shocked if come April, we're just going to see first pick exactly when it's supposed to be. So these owners oh, no. and players, yeah, it's a huge mess. And I mean, so There's many gonna things. There's going to be a postponement for sure. And all I know is like, what are we going to do after lockout? Teams are already thinking about what players they might get after lockout. They have to focus on filling rosters and things like that. The Yankees, I'm hoping they get Freddie Freeman or some, or some sort of big name after the lockout. I'm taking a stick and like, wake up, man, do something. Yeah, it's it's not looking good. And they, they know this too, Rob Manfred and company. But you can't they, do anything until the lockout. Right. Lockout. That's why there are some signings prior to the lockout, knowing this is going to go against mm-hmm. them or whatnot. A lot of players are speaking out. We had Max Scherzer. He was spilling his two cents. So there's a lot of intricacies behind it. Contracts, you know, we warning players for performance. Wins above replacement, I think that's what it's called. As fans, we just, we just want to see some baseball. Man. We We're just like, want to hey, see some baseball, man. Yeah, just work this out, guys. Whatever, you know. This Let's not make this 1994 again. Let's this freaking just play this game. You know what I mean? So, right, come to terms and play some ball. Yeah, let's play some ball. Seriously, that's all we want. Anyway, we'll get into some more baseball talk next episode. Maybe a step in the right direction will be made, or maybe some more drama. You never know on Caesar and the Wise Guy. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. It's a little football for you a little basketball a little baseball you know we always bring in a little heat with us this yeah is Caesar especially and the wise uh especially after another jets losing season let's not forget to mention that by the way all right niners are sitting <laughs> on the couch just like every other team oh, i just on. want you to know we want to thank all our fans for reaching out for us for wanting us back this is uh this was a great episode look out for our next episode coming up soon thank you